Holy cow, we got a jam-packed episode of Locked On Canucks today. Going to look at some third-line trade center targets for the Vancouver Canucks. Are they going to acquire Michael McLeod? Could it be Scott Lawton? We're also going to talk about Carson Soucy. Police don't acquire that guy. Also going to talk about Dmitry Simashev and why he should become a Canuck at 11th overall. It's Begsy and it's Bowen. And you're listening to Locked On Canucks. Your Locked On Canucks. Your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome and thanks for hitting the play button on today's episode of Locked on Canucks. My name is Trevor Beggs, Canucks writer and part-time credential media member for Daily High Vancouver. And before we dive into the show today, we want to thank you for listening to Locked on Canucks. It's your team every day. Make sure you subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. On today's show, we're going to talk about a couple of players who could be potential third-line center targets for the Vancouver Canucks. Also going to talk about Carson Soucy. And we're not, we're not talking about my baby Soucy. We're talking about the <laughs> six-foot-five defenseman, Carson Soucy. Should he be a member of the Vancouver Canucks? I'm just going to say two words off the hop. Buyer beware. Also Whoa. going to talk about, at 11th overall, why Dmitry Simashev makes the most sense for the Vancouver Canucks. Let's get into it, Kyle. But first and foremost, ooh, I like that. I like that. Tickles up the spine. How are you doing today, buddy? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. And and what you call your you call your baby Susie? Like it's a nickname for your baby? Is that what you meant? No, like the the Susie's the name of like the pacifier you put. In oh, the okay, cool, cool. I have another baby question. Okay, uh, what's All the right. alternative to to diapers? Um, just let him be free and piss and poo everywhere. I don't know. There's well, there's cloth no, diapers and like the the, the store bought ones. There you go, cloth diapers, man. You know how. Everyone's trying to be more resourceful. 2023, it's a sensitive time in the world. I feel as if by 2030, diapers are not going to exist. We're going to have to work and just scrub those cloth diapers and, and clean up our babies uh, by hand all the time. Okay, Locked on Canucks, your team every day. Kyle Bowen, Trevor Beggs. We'll get to Comet Corner at the end of the show because well, we have to do it. Uh, that being said, I do want to mention a comment off the top. I have it somewhere here, but I'm not going to click the button just yet, okay? I, I just want people to see our faces uh, when we say this, okay? Uh, you called Pesci a Canadian, a good old Canadian boy, and somebody mentioned that he's actually American. And I Googled it, and I think the dude's from New York or something, okay? Oh, so again, my bad. Uh, it's wow. all good. It's all good. You know, as Canadians, as Canadian hockey fans, we just like to think every Caucasian dude is a good old, good old <laughs> Canadian dude, okay? For real. Yeah. For real. So, again, it's 2023 sensitive times. So I don't want to get in trouble here, right? Cultural appropriation, right? We just claim him Pesci's one, Pesci's one of us. No, he just a good old American son of a gun, okay? For real. Y- y'all you can did have say, You did say on yesterday's episode that he was playing in the Eastern Idaho Hockey League. but uh, Oh, buddy. What if I got that yeah. right? Huh? Uh, where's Jay at? Where's Jay at? What if I got that right, Jay? Anyways, McLeod, Lawton. And one of the guys you said, uh, is his name Mike McLeod? Well, what's his name here? Yeah, Michael McLeod. Michael, Michael McLeod. McLeod. So- I'm going to call him Mike. I'm going to call him Mike. You said you were in love with this guy, man. For real. So, so, so is this a viable option? Is this like, what are the chances of this happening and why you want this player to be the third line C for your Vancouver Canucks? So let's get into it, Kyle, because I think it's, it's a fascinating debate, but first and foremost, Michael McLeod has been a guy I've loved for a long time. And I think he's exactly what the Canucks need because the Canucks, once again, we know that they're a team that can score goals 
but they're not a team that can defend very well. And in that bottom six, their guys just aren't good at winning faceoffs. Really, outside of JT Miller, no one's been good at winning faceoffs. Uh, Pedersen was was down. Yeah, yeah, that that makes sense there, Cal. Pedersen was down there around that forty five percent mark. Nils Amon was pretty trash in the circle last year. Uh, but this is what Michael McLeod brings to your team. This guy kills a lot of penalties. He's around. He was at over sixty percent in the faceoff dot last season. Um, and in the playoffs, I think he stepped up his game a little bit further too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he had two goals and six points in 12 games. He, he was really noticeable in some of those games. But again, with Michael McLeod, um, he's going to be a relatively low cost option because he doesn't put up the offensive numbers. Like last season in 80 games, he had four goals in 80 games. This is you're right. I'm, oh, I'm, right, I'm waiting for the commentaries. Let's get the piss filled diapers what, filled up here. What's going on you know, here, dude? This guy had four goals in 80 games last season four goals 22 assists and 26 points okay. um, his shooting percentage was down below five percent so it was pretty low um but again this guy offense isn't his calling card but this is the guy this is the type of player i want on my team taking those tough matchups and going up against the other team's best players you know matchup michael mcleod and a vasily pod coles and Ilya mikhaev get a big hard working checking third line like that and i think the canucks would be in good shape uh, now, one of the reasons yeah. I wanted to bring up Michael McLeod is that he's an RFA for a Devils team that, you know, right now has a lot of cap space, but they also have like, you know, 13 players under contract heading into next season. So really the next big domino to fall for them is, is Timo Meyer. Uh, but Michael McLeod's included in that RFA crop. So, you know, looking at some contract comparables, um, I read it on some de- on the Devils blogs, but also I see Casey Sezikis tossed around a lot. But really, we're looking at something in like a three to four year deal in that two to three million dollar range. So if the Canucks were to acquire him somehow, he would potentially be on the lower end in terms of the cost. Um, and I think he's got some upside there, only 25 years old as well. Yeah. So you said uh, not not offensively inclined, blah, blah, blah. He still put up 22 assists. You know what I'm saying? And you said his yeah. shooting percentage was low. Third line C, 30 points. Why not? Possibly still getting better. Why not? But I'm going to cut the BS. I'm going to cut the BS because I just want to learn more about the guy. And I think the easiest way to do so is to ask you who you compare him to, whether it be someone in the past or right now. Just try to make more sense of this dude for me and possibly other Locked On Canucks listeners who are not nerds like you. you got a family and you're out here watching New Jersey Devil games. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Oh, man. this is uh, That's a tough one off the top of my head. I want to say... This is a weird one that popped into my head. Maybe like a more uh, physical Samuel Paulson. Does that make sense? I, w- I want to look at yeah. some of Paulson's offensive okay. numbers right now. So, yeah, Sa- Samuel Paulson really was kind of around that same mark. Like he would put up kind of eight goal. I think he had like his peak was 26 points by the looks at it. Eight goals and 26 points. Um, but again, when the Ducks went, that was the year the Ducks won the cup. And in the playoffs, he was a half point a game guy. He had three goals and 12 points in 21 games. Dude, come um, on, man. We so know that, it too, man. Of... I'm, I remember that time in, in my life when he was ripping it up on the third line. I believe he played with Rob Niedemeyer and somebody else. And somebody else. I forgot who Todd. Dude, who was it? Todd Marchant. Yeah, there you go. Was yeah. it that guy? I don't even know. I don't even know if it was him. That sounds Maybe right. <laughs> I don't know. Did he win a cup with the Ducks? Who knows? Anyway. Yeah, he did. He won a cup with them in 07. Yeah. I just remember so that, that. That's that's kind of the player I think about yeah. when I think of Michael McLeod. That, that's, that's cool. That's cool. Now, you said Paulson. And I know we got to see Paulson play for the Canucks at the later part of his career. I don't know if people remember that. Trevor, I think we went to school together when that was happening. Like, that was one of the first trades we got to break down together in the classroom, okay? Anywho, is he is he fast, though? Like, can he, is he a good skater? 
Yeah, McLeod is a pretty good skater. And I honestly, I thought he was one of the most noticeable Devils players, you know, aside from, from Jack Hughes, who was incredible. I thought mm-hmm. uh, Michael McLeod was really consistent in the playoffs. And he even got some power play two time as a bit of okay. a reward for his play as well. Um, so, yeah, I'm not going to say there's a ton of offensive upside there, but I just think the Canucks got wingers who can score. They got Miller. They got Pedersen. Uh, if you're going to find a guy who's uh, really needed on this team, a physical right-handed centerman who can kill penalties and win a lot of draws, I mean, Michael McLeod, to me, checks a, checks a ton of boxes. And I know he's younger, but I don't think he's going to be the most expensive option out there either. Do you think uh, – and? I, ha- I have to ask this question because I feel as if both players, by the sounds of it, they do different things, but they're kind of the same player as well. Is there is, is it like a similar trade package that goes to New Jersey that we would t- we would also take to possibly Philadelphia for Lawton? Is it a, is it a similar trade package? I think so because the thing with McLeod is even though he doesn't produce as much offense, um, he is younger, right? Lawton's 29 and McLeod's mm-hmm. 25. So McLeod fits more into that mold of what the Canucks are looking for. Lawson, or Lawton, on the other hand, is a little bit older, um, as much a similar player, um, but he does put up more offense, right? So I think Scott Lawton last year had around 40 points. Um, and Lawton is cost controlled, right? He just signed yeah. a, an extension with Philadelphia pretty recently, five years, 50 million a season. Um, again, that's Wait, something was that, it three million a season. How much is it a season? I think it's a five years, 15 million, right? So three million a season. Oh, yeah. Um, and yeah, so he had 18 goals and 43 points last year in 78 games. So definitely some more offense to his game as well. But Lawton, much, uh, uh, much similarly to Michael McLeod, he kills a lot of penalties. He can win faceoffs. Um, again, I think he's maybe not as stout defensively as McLeod, but he's definitely a good defensive player. That's a calling card of his game as well. So, um, yeah, I don't know, Kyle, between, between two, these two players, would you rather have a guy in McLeod who's a bit younger, um, yeah. a bit less offense or a guy who's a bit older in Scott Lawton? Well, I'm going to, I'm going to, more offense. I'm going to take your word for it. Okay. Locked on Canucks, your team every day, Kyle Bowen, Trevor Bags, Trevor Bags, Trevor Bags, watching hockey all the time. If he loves lot, uh, sorry, McLeod, I'm going to, I'm going to love McLeod too. And he's four years younger. And the thing about, uh, again, based on what you told me about his stats, right? 22, 22 assists is not, it's not like the smallest amount of assists. Let, let's be real. 5% shooting percentage, five goals, and just more experience. You can see those numbers kind of creep up towards uh, where Lawton is, uh, uh, Scott Lawton is producing at. And remember, Lawton plays for Philadelphia. Philadelphia really, really sucks. And he probably plays a little bit more and just has more opportunity and, Again, he's been in the in the league a little bit longer. I'd rather, uh, I think I'd rather take McLeod. Yo, this is crazy, right? This is crazy. The Canucks again, la- pretty much a last place team every single year. And here, Kyle Bowen and Trevor Beggs are talking about these guys being uh, buyers to some extent. Uh, but don't blame us. Blame the Vancouver Canucks and I guess age as well. Uh, Carson Soucy. I know we're gonna touch on him later in the week. Dedicate a whole episode to him because I feel as if there's some fire coming from your voice, uh, buyer's remorse, be careful. Am I hearing like some Eric Branson type of energy from you? Like you don't want to pay a lot of money for a guy that may take a huge step back slash may not be the guy we think he is. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to say he's as bad as Eric Branson, but you know, maybe if he's forced into a top four role, he could be, Oh, um, you know, with the Seattle Kraken last year, like how much do you know about Will Borgen, Kyle? Dude, come on, bro. I don't even know who Michael McLeod is, dude. Come on, man. So Will, Bo- Will Borgen is a Seattle Kraken defenseman who skated on average a couple minutes more than Carson Soucy. Will Borgen averaged around 18 minutes per night. Carson Soucy with six among 
Ooh. among regular cracking defensemen, averaging 60 minutes per night. His average ice time actually dropped as the season went on. Um, and in the playoffs, he actually averaged under 50 minutes per night as well. So I don't think there's a lot of trust in Carson Soucy from Seattle's end. That being said, people are going to see a guy in Carson Soucy who's six foot five. He hits a lot. He fights. He blocks shots. Um, last season, he had 10 goals and 21 points in 68 games. Like there's some oh. things like Soucy in terms of the UFA market. He's a bit younger. He's he's turning 29, but he's still 28 years old. I just see this as a guy that's going to be making, you know, three million plus in free agency. And for that price, I would not want Carson Susie on my team. Dude, what are the chances that a guy like this makes four million dollars too? Right. You know, there's going to be a couple teams. I wouldn't out be there shocked. I mean, if Eric Branson, Branson could do yeah. it, Eric Branson got paid the four four times four after succeeding in a third pairing role in Calgary. Exactly. Um, I, I like to think that there's smarter hockey guys out there, but hey man, this game has fooled me time and time again when I just when I think a team's figured out. Uh, they made they, they do something stupid. So I think you're I think you're a little bit scared as well. You know, the Canucks just freed up some cap space. They've also made it super, super aware over the last five or six months that they are buyers. They're bought into next season, making sure things happen and happen now. Aquilini just, you know, again, forking out twenty million dollars to again enforce that mantra. We gotta win now. You're scared that they're gonna they're gonna be desperate. Cause we've seen that in the past with Jim Benning, right? Being desperate and just handing out the pen and paper to any free agent out there. And uh, again, maybe you're a little bit scared too because last year, Alvin and Rutherford right away signed a player that nobody thought was coming to Vancouver, and that was Ilya Mikheyev. So, yeah, I can see where some of that fear is coming from. I just want the Canucks to do all the research that could be done possible and get the best player available with this money because I feel as if this money that they freed up can't just be used on a player that can't reach uh, the value that he signs for slash really exceeds it. This team needs a lot of value, value. They need a lot of over, uh, over succeeders. I don't even know if that's a word compared to the contract that that player signed. You know what I'm saying, bro? Yeah. They, they 100%. Can't, yeah. They can't miss. They can't miss here. We're talking about the Vancouver Canucks playing in the West coast, the best coast of Canada, putting the fan base through a roller coaster. And once again, after being one of the worst teams ever, <laughs> they're buying they're buying, and Pedersen has no contract at the end of next season. You know what I'm saying? So next season really matters. Get it right. Locked on Canucks, your team every day. We'll talk more about Carson Soucy maybe tomorrow. Maybe we'll give him the whole episode tomorrow, man. Yeah, who knows? That's, uh, you know, if you like Carson Soucy, be prepared to get your Soucy's out because you're probably not going to like what I have Ooh. to say. But I think some Canuck fans might like this. So up next in segment two here, I want to talk about Dmitry Simashev and why I think in my opinion, he's the number one target for the Canucks at 11th overall. That's coming up next. But first, for a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. That's why the Canucks use someone like Simashev. And hey, guess what? In terms of perfect fits, it's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check mark to know the part will fit or you are money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game, baby. And that's the same when you shop on eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. So get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride eBay guarantee fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Okay, okay, you're back. Locked on Canucks. Kyle Bowen, Trevor Bags, father. 
bags. Uh, let us know in the comments below. Well, what's the alternative to diapers? And do you see a future, a near future, where again, it's uh, it's not right to just waste all that, all that stuff on diapers, right? They got rid of plastic bags at the grocery stores. They're getting rid of diapers next. Okay, human beings got to put the work in and just clean up all the time and clean up after your baby. It is what it is. Uh, Begsy, before we talk about num the number 11 pick, how you doing, bro? How you doing? Uh, not a lot of sleep. Uh, I feel like you, you've aged, too. I just got honest person, honest podcast. We're friends. We got to hold each other, you know, accountable. I know you're walking all the time, but it happens when you don't get a lot of sleep, you know? The truth comes out. Oh, how you feeling? How you feeling? You know, man, like I said, exhausted, but very happy, man. Very happy. You know, like la Great last uh, last night, you know, my daughter helped me give my my one-week-old son a bath, and it was probably the cutest thing ever, you know? Whoa. And I know that's what that's that's what you listen, you want to hear. You want to hear about cute things about my baby and my daughter. That's why you're tuning in to Locked On Canucks. Wow, dude. Wow. I was trying to run the applause there. That's a great story, dude. That's a cool no, story. Nice. Yeah. That's beautiful, man. Cherish that. Cherish that. Keep it to yourself. At number 11, the Canucks this time around get the chance to draft. Draft, sorry. Simashev. Did I say his name right? Shimashev? Simashev? Shimashev? One of those guys. Simashev. Yeah. There you go. And this excites you. You, you sound... You sound like your wish, even though a couple weeks ago, his Reinbacher is coming true if this actually happens. Yeah, so I'll, I'll touch this for a couple of reasons. First and foremost, one of the main reasons I wanted to talk about this today is because on yesterday's episode, in case you didn't hear it, we talked about the Canucks possibly selecting Tom Melander at 11th overall. And the reason we talked about Tom Melander at 11th overall was because that's what all the mock drafts were saying. You know, there's multiple mock drafts that are saying Tom Melander is going to the Canucks at 11th overall. And you know, the mock drafts are always right, right? Never wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, Dmitry Simashev, he's polarizing in a couple ways. And I think the two main things, every day is know we touched on it briefly yesterday, is that he didn't have a ton of points that he posted um, in Russia last season. In fact, he had zero points in the KHL, and he was about half point a game in the MHL, which is rough, uh, Russia's equivalent to the AHL. Um, but again, just watch some tape on this guy. He's His decisions with the puck are so quick. Uh, he's physical. He can really skate for a big man. I mean, I, I'm honestly in love with the tape I watch. You know, I've watched tape on Willander. I've watched tape on uh, Axelson and Mpilika. I've watched the tape on Reinbacher. And of the four, Simashev is really the guy that stands out to me the most. Um, of the four, it's it's funny because I think, you know, in today's NHL, all guys got to skate, right? Uh, Axelson and Mpilika could probably fly most of the four. But, you know, Dmitry Simashev, I'd say, is a close second, which is impressive because he's like five to six inches taller than Axelson and Mpilika. So... You know, we, we talked about with eBay Motors. I'm going to plug eBay Motors one more time. You know, for championship teams, it's about making sure every player is a perfect fit. Axel Sending Plika is not a perfect fit for this team. Dmitry Simashev, I think he's a perfect fit for this team, being the long-term second-pairing left-shot defenseman that the Canucks desperately need. Uh, someone who can skate, someone who's going to be physical, someone who's going to uh, match up against the top players on a nightly basis. Um, yeah, I, I'm honestly, I'm really excited about Dmitry Simashev. And if he's available at 11th overall, that's where I'd strongly, strongly hope uh, the Canucks will uh, step up and pick him. Yeah, man. And I think, I think this is what, maybe the third time you've gone on a little ramble about the player. It's actually exciting me. He is now the player that I want the Canucks to pick at this position. And people, I know Locked on Canucks with Kyle Bow and Trevor Beggs just started a couple months ago. I know that's the truth. But the truth is, Begsy and Kyle have been talking about hockey for a very, 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 very long time. And we've been publishing our conversations for a very, very long time on the subject of, again, hockey. And years and years and years and years and years and years and years, and years ago, 
Begsy, you were you were in love with Quinn Hughes. And you talked this much about him. And I know other people were as well, but I'm kind of seeing that as well with Simashev, right? I think I just saw Faber talk highly about him. I think Faber released some video or like a highlight cap on the player. And again, the, the word around town is that, yeah, this guy's actually good. And he's actually the player you pick all the time over Willander. It just makes sense. And I want, I want this guy. I want this guy. Can I ask you a question though? Let's say Mitch Cobb drops to 11 and this guy's still there as well. Who are you taking? Ooh. Oh, Mitch Cobb, 100%. Okay, like, cool, I think cool. Mitch Cobb so, from the, yeah. Cool, cool. Cool, cool. <laughs> there are some people that think Mitch Cobb could challenge Bedard as the best player to come from this draft. I don't personally believe that. I think Bedard is, is miles ahead of everybody. But yeah, man, oh, man, if Mitch Cobb falls that far, it's like I'd be, <laughs> I would leave my pants at the draft table. I'd be running up there so fast to select it. That can happen. Come on. Come on, guys. All right. Children getting drafted. Okay. Come on, we can't be leaving our pants at the table, man. We can't be that excited. Dude, okay, yeah, I'm gonna do. You know what, time. Trevor? You know, you know what's happened here, Trevor. You know what's happened here, Trevor. All right, this is what's happened, and I know what's gonna happen because I'm addicted right now. I'm addicted to the game of hockey. I'm waking up in the morning. You know, the first voice I heard in the morning at 7:30 this morning, Don Taylor. Don Taylor. That's how I'm starting my mornings. Four months ago, it's meditation music. It's dream music. It's hindsight. Shout out to Vancouver. It's hindsight. That's how I'm starting my day. Now you got me on the hockey wagon again. I'm watching the NHL draft. I'm watching the first round of the NHL draft up until pick 11. <laughs> I'm saying, man, come on, come over to my place, man. I'll, I'll, I'll hand you a baby. I'll hand you a beer. And then we Whoa. can, uh, we can watch the draft, man. No big deal. That'd be cool. Actually, that'd, you probably, you probably need cool. to be at the studio so we can do some instant reaction recording. eh? Oh dude. No, no, no. It's okay. Come on, bro. You're not coming to the studio, bro. You got, you got a family, bro. Okay. It is what it is. You got a family. I'll come to you. Locked on Canucks, your team every day, Trevor Beggs, Kyle Bowen, I still want to talk about, you know, these diapers, man. I still, I'm, my mind's racing. I think I'm going to do an episode on my network on that show, Kyle and his robot, on this subject. Like, when do we see the world just fall in love with cloth diapers and understand that's how we actually save the universe? Okay, it is what it is. Kyle Bowen, Trevor Beggs, Comet Corner on the other side. Uh, do we have anyone to shout out here, Beggsy? Uh, just pausing for an ad break. Nothing for me. Let's go. Locked on Canucks. Okay, okay, we back. Locked on Canucks. Kyle Bowen, Trevor Bags. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get your family a year's supply of cloth diapers. That's what I'm doing. Wow. I know you're a hippie, bro. So if I present it to you, you might actually use it, and then you may never put that synthetic diaper material on your baby skin again. Okay, for real, for real, oh, man. for real. Locked on Canucks. Kyle Bowen, Trevor Bags. Comment corner happening right now first comment is again we're gonna say it from the top okay it was it was this dude who told us that pesci is american what's his name right here uh tristan is it kristen uh, kristen anderson, anderson. Yeah, okay. sorry there man. you go you no, need okay. glasses bro you're getting old yeah i'm getting old up here okay the, the, the screen is yeah. small and, and i need glasses i'm getting old pesci is american okay no cultural yeah, appropriation happening here okay come on yeah. 2023 you gotta be careful here man we just started bro momentum's on our side we just started we're trying to get canceled right away. Come on, man. Comment number two. Yeah. I like this, man. I like this. JT Miller, Tyler Myers to Carolina for Pesci and Cock Cock to I have trouble saying that word. Cock Cockney Okay. Okay. So Myers, we're also retaining three uh, three million of his salary as well. That's what I'm seeing. Um, yeah. What do you think? If the if I was the Canucks, I'd do that in a heartbeat. But there's no way Carolina does it. 
Carolina values caught Kanyemi really highly. You know, they've signed him long term. They offshooted him. They like him as the second line center. Um, there's no way they're trading for an older player in Miller, who is better than Kotkaniemi for sure, but older um, for Myers, who has negative, like Tyler Myers, Tyler Myers on the Carolina Hurricanes, Jalen Chatfield beat out Ethan Bear for a job. You think they're going to play Tyler Myers on their blue line? Give me a break. There's no, there's no way in hell that's happening. Okay. What's this guy's name right here? Okay. We got, uh, you got to take the uh, sunglasses Jim Gap. Jim Gap. Okay. There you go. Thank you for watching. Yeah, Trevor, <laughs> Trevor thinks you're dumb. <laughs> Trevor thinks you're dumb. Okay. Uh, comment number three. I love com- all commenters. Comment number three, Pesci for Garland and Myers at 50% retained and Huglander. How about oh that? Oh my God. It's funny. I keep seeing these trade proposals out there. No flames nation had a really atrocious one about like the Canucks trading five draft picks and Connor <laughs> Garland Han- and Nils Hoaglander to get Hannafin. And it included the 11th overall pick. It was like one of the dumbest proposals I've read. So shout out to our commenters. Our commenters are smarter than that. That being said, I don't see any world in which the Carolina Hurricanes, who are trying to contend for a cup right now, are taking on Tyler Myers. Yeah, he's, he's, There's he's no way that value. Carolina wants a blue line who can skate, who can move fast, who can transition well. Tyler Myers is none of those things. He's and big and slow. Sense. You know, hockey sense, <laughs> hockey sense. Hockey sense matters in <laughs> systems. And Carolina yeah. is like a heavy influenced by systems type of team. Remember, yeah. they lost a lot of players and they made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. Why? Because they're bought in. Bought into the, to the what? To the execution. To the system. Yeah, there's there's one thing you got to remember when rumors get leaked, right? So when the Pesci rumor gets leaked that the Hurricanes are either going to resign him or trade him, you got to think about who it benefits, right? So the Hurricanes is probably a way of kind of testing the waters, testing the market to see what they could potentially get for Pesci, stir up some interest, stir up some demand, like Pesci's a good player. They don't necessarily want to lose Pesci. Um, you know, that being said, I was actually reading some analytical uh, analysis on Pesci. I know you brought up the athletic one. He was rated like it's a $10 million a year player. Um, I read some from Andy, uh, Andy Rono as well on Twitter. I showed it to Andy Rono and you know, Pesci's defensive play actually slipped quite a bit last year uh, in terms of the numbers. So maybe Carolina is trying to get out of Pesci's contract before the league kind of catches onto it. Uh, that being said, you know, everything I've seen for Pesci screams that he's a good player. Uh, but it's just something that kind of made me think differently about Brett Pesci after uh, a reading that statistical analysis. Yeah, or just like sell high on the player before like the, yeah. the world knows that he's actually not this like elite number three defenseman, you know? Exactly. You sell understand? high, not sell him for Tyler Myers. It's exactly. Exactly, exactly. And uh, com- the last comment we got here was, uh, I guess, I think from the same episode, okay? Dante Fabro, okay? I'm hearing a lot of people... Uh, talk about this guy in Vancouver. I don't know what the like. What's his contract looking like? What's the situation? Is he an RFA? Blah blah blah. I, I like it though. You know, the West Coast, the best coast. People like to keep it local. You got to look out for your neighbors. And again, a lot of people looking after this dude. Real talk. Do they want more homegrown talent on the Vancouver Canucks? Probably. Uh, is there a possibility here? Is he a target? Does the Canucks need defensemen? Yeah, I actually wrote about this for Daily Hive a couple of months ago, just before the trade deadline, about underused defensemen the Canucks could target. Because Dante Fabro, you know, despite being drafted, you know, 17th overall back in 2016, um, you know, he's lost he's lost his spot in the top four behind a guy named Alexander Carrier. Okay, um, so oh. Dante Fabro, yeah, he's he slipped in that in, in Nashville. Um, you know, like last in 2021-22, he had three goals and 24 points in 66 games. When you actually look at even strength, I think he was like top 50 in terms of uh, points per 60 at even strength among defensemen. But last season, his play just fell off a cliff. 
So I, I think he's definitely like a change of scenery kind of player. He did re-sign a one-year kind of show-me deal, one-year $2.5 million contract to stay in Nashville. Um, but, you know, I think Nashville, they're an interesting team. They're kind of in, in the tweener land right now. Uh, I think with Barry Trotz in charge, like anything could happen. But, um, yeah, I'm kind of curious what it would take to get uh, Fabro to Nashville. I mean, Nashville was bottom five last year in, in terms of scoring. So is there a world where maybe there's a, a winger uh, that could be traded for Dante Fabro? I mean, maybe. Maybe, maybe. And Nashville seems like one of those teams that could do a lot with a guy like Niels Huglander, right? Who's that one guy they did it with? Arvidsson? Just saying. Arvidsson, yeah. Just saying, man. Just saying. Okay, all those comments came from came from an episode we dropped yesterday, okay? Woo! And you should go check it out, right? Why not? Canuck talk. It's the summer. You know, just, just feed your soul, yo, with speculation and assumption. And Kyle Bound and Trevor Beggs on Locked On Canucks, your team, every day. Trevor, man, I am I'm sending you peace, man. I'm sending you peace. A lot of peace, you know. Get Try to get some sleep. I don't know, maybe sneak like a earplug in or something. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I'll, do, I'll do what I can. But no matter how much or how little I sleep, I'll still be here on Locked On Canucks because this is a great time of year, Gal, okay? And uh, I think really throughout the week coming up here, uh, we got to look at some more third-line center targets, maybe on the free agent market, and we got to look at defensemen as well. You know, how like, the name of the game right now, how are the Canucks going to spend that money that they freed up by buying out all of Rickman Larson? So we're going to look at centers. We're going to look at defensemen in free agency. Also going to keep looking at the trade market. And, of course, going to talk draft up until next week. Because, hey, the draft is eight days away, baby. Let's go. But for now, I'm Trevor Bates. That guy's Cal Bowen. Shout out to the Everydayers. And you've been listening to Locked On Canucks.